0: welcome kim and thanks so much for joining me to the show Uh, so let's start from the beginning so you were not athlete as everyone (laughs) but then now from no athlete you arrived to be a gb age group so how did you start your journey as a triathlete um well i when I
1: was younger, I used to do a lot of team sports, and I was quite horsey as well, and um, I always did a little bit of running. My mum has done 50 marathons, and she used to drag me around to all the races, so I, I was very much inspired by my mum, and she encouraged me to do my first ever half marathon, which was 2005, um, which was the bath half. And I did that, and I thought, oh, my God, never again. But for one reason or another, I ended up then doing another marathon and then another marathon, and then I joined the local running club, and um, that progressed and started enjoying it a bit more. And my husband was also um, a super good runner. So we used to go to places like Paris and do the marathon. It was part of our holiday thing that we used to do together Um, and then I became injured from running and discovered spinning in the gym and um, to cut a long story short was very much inspired by my spinning instructor ended up getting a proper road bike and discovered actually I was loads better at cycling than I was at running and that kind of escalated entered on a whim I think I was hungover at the time this crazy ultra duathlon which was um a 15 mile run 112 bike and a 26 mile run across Scotland ending um with an ascent and descent of Ben Nevis and I'd and I'd never done anything like that before and um I ended up doing okay, I was the second female to finish and that was when I discovered that I had a a talent perhaps or um, a mental strength for just going a really long way <laughs> for a long period of time um, and then off the back of that I entered to do an Ironman um But without really being able to swim, my mum had encouraged me to do that, thinking that um, she said to me, oh, you were great at swimming when you were little, but she got me confused with one of my siblings, and it turned out I couldn't swim about, I couldn't swim 10 metres of front crawl, so I quite quickly had to learn, and um, despite my poor swimming skills, I ended up doing okay in the Ironman UK last year. I came fifth in my age group, and as a consequence of that qualified to represent the country in long distance triathlon. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I was unable to um, complete the event I was entered for due to injury. So that's a very brief summary that kind of covers. from.
0: Tell me more about the swimming. I'm so uh, interested because I speak with so many uh, triathlete and the majority I speak, eh, they are champion, but they the majority, they start actually, they said, actually, my swimming was the poorest, you know, the one that had the skill that had to start more or less from the beginning. So how was it for you? So it was
1: probably the most mentally challenging and continues to be the most mentally challenging thing. There's so much to the technique and if that's not inherent and you haven't done that from a small child, then it's quite a difficult thing to grasp, particularly if you have tight hips and ankles from someone that's done a lot of running and cycling um and yeah it was a real struggle I met my coach as a consequence of me wanting to learn to swim he is a triathlon coach but um I started seeing him for swimming and you know there's a lot of patience from him and he gave me a really good plan and it was just sheer perseverance and I I, I mean it's been 18 months that I've been swimming now, and it's only now that things are really starting to. So, click. From
0: when when you decided to do your first, uh, okay, you were a, a runner, then a cyclist, and then two and now triathlon. So, when it was when it started exactly the day that you said, "Okay, I will start to do," <laughs> will be this? will be my first race. Which race was it, and how long it took to prepare from? when you we were able to swim, but just a little bit to actually to race? Well, I
1: entered the Ironman within a week of completing the duathlon in Scotland. And I think I was still high on the endorphins and um, just felt like I could do anything. And Ironman is such an iconic um, brand and thing and challenge and um, yeah, I want. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Um, that was in the July, end of July I got in the pool in the August and that was when I realised that I really had my work cut out with a swim and I remember in the December thinking oh my god, I still can't really swim the length of the pool confidently and I've only got another six months before I'm doing an Ironman and my coach was great he was very reassuring he's like don't worry don't worry it's gonna come together it will come it will come and um we just kept working at it and chipping away and um I remember doing my first ever fresh water swim in the May so I literally had two months of of lake swimming um but yeah, I, I literally did throw myself in the deep end. I did I did my first triathlon in the May, which was an Olympic distance. And then I did a half Ironman in the June. And then I did my full Ironman in the July. So it was actually only my third ever triathlon. My is... God,
0: that's incredible. I was also thinking about that you did um, the, the Olympic, then 70.3. And then after just a month, you did the Ironman mean the full length so you know it's it's impressive also recovering between I don't know how you did it yeah I think maybe I was a little bit naive
1: (laughs) but it was I had good advice I my coach is, you know he's brilliant he's been there and done it
0: how how long you had to do how much swimming you were doing a week um so
1: I was swimming probably uh, it was around three or four times a week consistently um but the the distance um in terms of emulating that Ironman distance only happened quite close to the event with the guidance of my coach what I was doing was um actually having building up to a high volume day in day out and never really emulating anywhere near that full distance that you're going to do but because you've got that higher load you know week in week out and that consistency you've then built the endurance and then that suddenly falls away on the taper and then you're you're good to go um so that was quite interesting as well and I think also the combination of the different sports really helped me um mentally but also more more so physically in terms of keeping injury free
0: I know that in 2018 uh, you took an award uh, from your coach (laughs) The coach athletes of the year <laughs> so what makes a good student Ooh, mm, um well he'd
1: probably be the best place to answer that but the the thing uh, when i was given the award it was at our christmas our team christmas do and um the thing that he picked up on was um listening to his guidance but but ultimately it's about making The decisions and the right decisions myself, and it it was a very quick journey. Um, I when I entered the Ironman, I never anticipated that I would get into it and achieve what I I did. Um, and as time passed on in my run up to it, I started to realise that actually I could do really well, and that I'd unlocked a talent perhaps and but most importantly I really enjoyed it if I didn't enjoy it I wouldn't have gone for it in that way and I made decisions which you know ultimately then had a big impact on on how well I performed and you know that would be sacrificing my normal life um and and also um financially committing as well like buying a time trial bike was was a massive thing and and an unlocker of that talent as well and um you know I was very lucky to be in a position to be able to do that but um yeah I I think I I did go with the flow to a degree but also there were key moments where I thought actually I'm I'm really loving this and actually I could do something great and having someone there that believed in me as well and was giving me the right guidance um was super important, too. But ultimately, yeah, I, I, I made those decisions and just cracked on with it. And I was also very lucky. You know, there's so many things that can go wrong um, leading up to the event, during the event. Um, so I, I fully appreciate that, you know, luck was really on my side. Although saying that, I actually crashed during the race. I crashed into a stone wall sideways at mile 10, no. Of the Iron Man and I thought it was all over from that moment, but my bike was okay. I thought I was okay, but I found out at the end of the race that I actually had cracked ribs. Oh. <laughs> and I completed all of the bike and then a marathon run with cracked ribs, but I was I was so in the zone, all the adrenaline, I just didn't it didn't hurt. It didn't I couldn't feel anything. So yeah. <laughs>
0: It's amazing how you can feel invincible, <laughs> you know, yeah. just really. Yeah. The human nature, you know, just give, create these endorphins inside our body and definitely give you the sprint and the strength to keep going. Absolutely.
1: And I think positive, positive thinking as well is so important. It, it sounds really cheesy, but when I did I had the crash on the bike and I continued in the race, Um, I wasn't sure if I would be able to run at the end because when I got out the saddle on the hills, my hip did hurt and it, it was painful in places and I just didn't know. So when I got off the bike in the end and started running and I felt okay, I was so happy that I could run. And I just knew from that moment I was going to have a really good run. And I just felt so happy and lucky and privileged to be in that position. And I just enjoyed it. And, um, Every because you do laps in the Ironman and every lap I was just growing in confidence and I finished feeling good and happy and I think all of that all of that stuff you know was really important too
0: that's fantastic so speaking about coaches how did you choose your coach if somebody wants to find the right coach how which are the key points well He did come as a recommendation
1: to me. So um, I did briefly work as a contractor for um, the Global Triathlon Network, and I used to sit next to um, Heather Fell, who's um, an ex-Olympian silver medalist, and um, she had also transferred into triathlon, and she actually recommended him as a a swimming coach. But when I first met him, it was... um, always with the intention of swimming and I didn't really know where it was going to lead to, but you know, you need to have a chemistry and you need to trust each other. And, um, you know, it's like any relationship really, um, you, you get out of it, what you put in, but also you need to be aligned in in how you are for that to really, truly work. So I, I was very lucky that I, that I found him, um, yeah, and, and we had a good rapport and, yeah, it's just continued to work out. fully enough, my husband's now started seeing him too and feeling the benefits,
0: so... Fantastic. Even better. <laughs> now he coached both of you. There is yeah. competition between you and your husband, who is doing best. Interesting, because we're two completely different people. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you know, I think each... That's good that you are different people, otherwise (laughs) that would
1: be awkward.
0: I know that you are just recovering from a fracture, is that right?
1: Yes, that's right, so um, I qualified for the World Championships long distance um, to represent Great Britain and I was training for that and um, back in the beginning of February I had quite um I had a hard couple of weeks training and the weather was really super cold and um I was very guilty of just being really wrapped up in my world of training and wanting to push for better faster all the time and I felt super tired you know I I work a normal 9 to 5:30 job 5 days a week um and I just wasn't really honest with myself. I didn't talk to my coach. I didn't tell him how I felt. And I just kept pushing myself. And I a combination of those things and then a very long run out in the snow resulted in my body just suddenly saying no. And um, at first we thought it was just a muscular thing. But then it turned out that I had actually given myself a stress fracture from overtraining. And um, it was super hard because there was that period of the unknown like am I going to get better in time am I you know what exactly is going on um to not being able to do what I love doing at a very basic level um and and then finally I had to make the decision of pulling out and um pulling out of the world championships and once I had done that I then could move on and come to terms with just focusing on getting better. And I'm doing, I mentored for Ironman Italy in September um, and just getting better for that. Um, But I I must admit there were two months where I think I was probably depressed. It it was, I felt like I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just was so angry at myself. I was um, super disappointed because actually representing the country had been something that was on my mind pre even doing the Ironman so yeah it, it was a big thing to come to terms with but just focusing on getting better um looking after myself and also it enabled me to focus on swimming which was my weakness and that really helped me just get through that period and um like reset my mind really um I did when I during that time I, I wrote myself a list of 20 things that I've learned from this situation. And I remind myself of that list on a weekly basis. Um, and I try and think about it as well, when I'm going for a little run, or I'm going for a bike ride now, because I'm, I'm back getting into the swing of things is just reminding myself of what's the most important thing to me. And actually, that is just being able to Go out there and use my body and do those things, and, and to just be really super cautious about pushing things too hard and getting too wrapped up in in the whole competition thing.
0: So this this list that you made, uh, it was in the moment that you were in the dark moment of your of yeah. So it, do you think so? Is that is the moment they unlock something that you were able to sit down, think about? and try to, to find a solution, and that it was the way how you came out? Yeah, well, I just thought, you've got to learn, because p- part of my sadness, I guess, was frustration,
1: because I caused, caused this situation, and I thought, mistakes and things not going to plan are what you learn from, and you come back stronger, so, but just make sure that you learn from them, Um, so I, I was super intent on making sure that that's what happened. Um, and it also just helped me come to terms with it all as well. I guess in its purest sense, it's, it was mindfulness, um, being mindful of how I felt, how, um, you know, what, why I was in that situation and actually what was truly important
0: to me going forward. So, was uh, you're speaking about mind of mindfulness? So, did you done some meditation?
1: <laughs> I did actually try,
0: because
1: um, I'm quite um, people would probably describe me as quite a bubbly, positive person, and I was quite the opposite during that period. And um, at work, uh, someone recommended to me. That I um, use a mindfulness app, and I did. I'd never really done meditation before, but they had a number of different um, courses on that. I can't remember what it's called now, um, but they had a number of different sessions on there, and they had sessions dealing with pain, dealing with yeah. change. And I did. I did use them for a bit, and actually,
0: it it did help. It did like just help me switch off a bit, and yeah. Another interesting point um, that I think uh, you said that you were speaking about uh, um, connecting with your body and started to understand. So you were not initially listening to your body, what he was telling you and shouting to you. (laughs) So you end up to be injured. So from that, what did you learn and how do you now are able to take the, the right decision without any frustration inside of you? Because one of the most frustrating things is, that, for example, the recovery day. Mm. Uh, and I, I more and more I speak with athletes, the recovery day is not considered consider a day that you want to even look at at all. <laughs> because you're just like, oh, that's a waste of time. But it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's... um.
1: Yeah, when you're so used to moving all the time, it's quite a difficult thing to come to terms with. Um is being you know, having those days off or having those easy recovery sessions and um I think the advice that I would give and it's not always easy to listen to your own advice but is listen to your body when it's whispering, not when it's shouting. And um my husband he he's um does a lot of running and cycling, and it's quite useful that we we kind of challenge each other on some of our decisions. And something we often say to each other is, "If I was telling you this right now about how I feel, what advice would you give me?" And then just, just listen to that yourself. And it's such a hard thing to do when you're really into your sport because you just want to push for better, faster, stronger all the time, but actually it's coming to terms with the fact that more is not always more and you have to think about what you have to lose and what you have to gain and actually if you really ask yourself that question when you're at the peak of those moments in your training you're feeling tired etc you know that the right decision is normally to just back off it's just not worth the risk back off and, and spring back um harder another day
0: And it's kind of interesting because, you know, you're absolutely right. You have to listen to your body. And I love when you said, listen when it's whispered to you, not when it's shouting to you. And you are absolutely right. And this is what actually we all do, that mistake. We normally listen to when actually it's not even shouting, when it's too late, (laughs) when it's not even too shout-shouting at all because it's broken. (laughs) So... Um, so this connection connection with mind body you're vegan so when did you start your to be a vegan how did the connection with the you know being a vegan and the body how is this relation now
1: Um, so I've been a vegan for a few years now um, and really inspired I was inspired at first by my little brother um he works in motorsport and he wanted to offset his impact on the environment and he wasn't that into nutrition he was one of the he is, continues to be one of those people that would forget to eat which I don't know how that's possible but um he really because insp- I helped him with the nutritional side of things um because it was something that I've educated myself on over the past um five to eight years and through that process just really started thinking a bit more about the impact of um, a a traditional diet which features animal products and um, made the decision to go vegan. And, And that was very much based on ethical reasons rather than nutritional reasons in the first instance. And because of that, it just felt like a really easy thing to do. It was like something had just switched in my brain and, um, actually ethical reasons aside, it it, it is undoubtedly, um, a very, um, healthy way of, of nourishing your body if you do it well and do it right. Um, but, um, it, I I must say that the benefits that I have felt through following a vegan lifestyle, it's, um, a lot of it is, it's mental in terms of, I feel more relaxed at one, peaceful, which I know sounds a bit hippie, but it it really is true. I feel good that I'm treading lightly, Um, but from a a performance point of view, um, the benefits on you know how you absorb nutrition um and it being much less stressful on, on your system when you're putting your body under a number of other stresses in terms of you know cycling for hundred miles or whatever um you know that is that is well documented and, and I very much felt that and um my husband um followed me down the vegan path not long after I started and he also has you know very much felt that benefit um, despite having some initial reservations that it may impact his his performance as he's you know he just um, he turned 45 last year and um you know he equaled his marathon PB a couple of weeks ago you know 242 and he managed yeah, to 10k pb since turning vegan you know so even, despite him getting older um his performance is improving and you know he he looks healthier and stronger than ever on, on a vegan diet so. Yeah, do you think good.
0: so? Also, the recovery because I'm vegan too, so I notice also the recovery is way faster. Is that? Do, are you experiencing the same?
1: Um I. It's been such a long time for me now. I can't really, rem, I can't really remember that that well. But I think based on what I've managed to achieve and how I've managed to bounce back despite um, getting a bit older as well, um, I, I do genuinely think that that is the case. And my husband certainly commented on it as well. Um, but that's on the provision that you are giving yourself the right things at the time and afterwards and, you know, not not taking shortcuts and making sure that you really understand um, the nutrition you need and where you're going to get that from.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, uh, I just uh, I, I in reality, I'm vegetarian from my entire life, <laughs> but already from vegetarian to vegan, I see a lot of this, of, of difference. It's uh, pretty pretty noticeable, and uh, it's incredible how many now athletes uh, they are turning vegan despite yeah. that there are also a lot that are not. But thinking about the biggest animal on earth that they are vegan, <laughs> if you think about you know, hippos or, or giraffes, <laughs> they are so strong, but at the same time they are vegan, so it's actually it's not linked as much just on the proteins, animal proteins. You join also the Vegan Runner UK. Is that right? I saw on social media with the guys of the, the Vegan Runner. Yes, yes. So um, I
1: joined them about almost a year ago. Um, I saw them at VegFest, which is a vegan festival in Bristol. Um, my, my brother-in-law was, um, sorry, my brother and my sister-in-law were, were launching a, a vegan um, sweet potato-based bread. And um, I was there with them and I bumped into the vegan runners and I've seen them around at park runs. And, um, I just think it's a really positive message that they're spreading, that they're showing they are, the ethos of them is, you know, actually, if you're vegan, it's not a compromise on your health, you know, we can run all of these things. Um, and it's just a really positive thing, um, to be doing. So I joined up and, um, yeah, my husband and I, we did a few, um, runs with them and um there was a big event uh, in december last year where we went to forest green rovers which um is um owned by Del vince who of ecotricity and the whole football club is vegan the players the food at the stadium um and we had a brilliant day out there and um yeah met so many other vegan runners um from all different walks of life and different levels of of fitness and yeah it was just a really positive message and um whenever I, I do run for team bath but whenever i'm doing a park run or um a similar kind of event i'll always put on my vegan runner vest because um, it's just about putting the message out there and and you know reinforcing the the positive benefits of a, of a vegan lifestyle
0: yeah it's very nice what you're doing actually i want also to thank you for being one of our first uh, customers, <laughs> because you started to be our customer from, I mean, do you remember when uh, when you came across uh, 33 Shake?
1: Yeah, I do, um, I was on the train to work, I used to work in Bristol, and I was on the train reading the Metro um, newspaper, and I saw an article about um, 33 Shake, and I just never really heard of anything like that before, and um, at the time, I I can't which marathon I was training for a marathon it may have been Paris um and I was just super interested in in the product and um interestingly my, my sister elder sister who lives in Spain she's a really good runner and she'd also heard about 33 shake as well and we kind of cottoned on at the same time and um yeah I bought bought the shakes um to use like in the build up to a big race and then afterwards as well um, particularly when you're going abroad um it's great to be able to have that little pocket of power um there that's really convenient that you can have pre and and post so um yeah I became an advocate very early on and when you launched the gels I pretty much converted immediately because I mean this was pre me following a, a vegan lifestyle actually but um I did find that I would get quite ill off of traditional sports products um I've always had quite a natural um for want of a better phrase clean diet like you know lots of fruit veg um and I've never really had a sweet tooth or been into sweets or anything like that so it wasn't a surprise really that those products didn't um didn't suit me very well but uh yeah so once you introduced the gels I, I was onto to them straight away too
0: but I have to say, uh, uh, especially you know, sport nutrition as is seen, it looks like always so healthy with a lot of science behind. But in reality, if you start to read the labels, you just realize how unhealthy they are, and uh, how much sugar and uh, how much still the sport nutrition company they tend you to um, advise you to consume the quantity that is. Yeah. unbelievable uh, and that's so thanks so much to be one of our first uh, customers <laughs> it's incredible because the article you are speaking about I know exactly which is that we have so many articles because we came out on a lot of uh, magazine. you know about running but, but the metro one I do remember because it was exactly when it was the closing day of the Olympics here in London And I do remember because uh, we just said Warren, he just wrote this article about uh, one of his races. I I think it was the UTMB and uh, how he was basically fueling his body um, during the day, the ultra or the UTMB. And um, yeah, so it's uh, thanks so much to be part of this revolution where we are trying to do with... uh, 33 Shake and bringing, you know, changing sport nutrition and making athletes and people that they like to do sport aware about read the labels, see what you are putting inside your body, and then you can understand also the full potential of your performance because you are not, you know, you don't have stomach ache or, or stop your. Race because uh, you don't feel uh, because you don't feel well or because you bonk basically. Yeah. So you have this kind of spikes <laughs> and then crash.
1: I've, so, I've got a little rule: if 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 I can't pronounce it and I don't know where it comes from, I probably shouldn't put it in my body.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the way how to do it, and this this uh, is a very good good advice because exactly like that we always should read our labels, figure out what it is, and listen to your body. If your body says, I agree with this, it's fine. But if it says, I'm not agreeing, why we have to read on the labels, you know, like train your stomach, train your, train your gut. Realistically, if I eat an apple or a banana, do I have to train my body to, uh, to digest it? No. So, you know. <laughs> so, thanks so much, uh, to bring so much to the show and if people they wanted to to know more about you where, where they can find you? Oh
1: um, well my Instagram feed <laughs> got quite a funny name it's at Kimbo Wop, Wop. Um, you can probably that's probably the best place to see what I'm up to um, I have been a little bit quiet since um, I've been injured and coming back from injury um, but now as I'm getting back into the swing of things, I'll be a bit more um regular in terms of my updates and what I'm up to with my training and my next challenges. So
0: Yeah, fantastic. We all wanted to know and follow you. Because you know, you're a very inspirational uh Um, athlete. I I really find that uh, you know people like you they they can tell a story and they can tell their adventure and there was an adventure and there is talent there it's something that is inspirational for everyone so please uh, keep uh, keep doing it (laughs) keep keep us (laughs) informed of what you are doing thank you for giving me all the energy to do these things (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a strange, isn't change. It yeah, it's an exchange. <laughs> so, thanks so much, Kim, and uh, enjoy. Which it would be so your next race, it would be in Italy, you told me, no? It's uh, an Ironman. So, my next big,
1: big race is I'm in Italy, but um, next, ooh, next month, um, I'm doing a triathlon relay, a middle distance triathlon with my two sisters. My younger sister's doing the swim. I'm doing the bike and my elder sister's doing the run. So that's my first competitions, proper competition since being injured. So I'm really excited about that.
0: That's very exciting. That's all the full family. I hope your mother, she will be there. Yeah, it's all her
1: fault. She's inspired all of
0: us, so. (laughs) I can see. So enjoy your challenge with your sisters and enjoy uh, enjoy the Ironman in Italy. As you know, I'm Italian, so I will think about you when you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy and thanks so much to be part of the show today. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did while I was recording it. Sharing tools and making all natural sport nutrition is our mission. You can find us at 33shake.com. Thanks for joining in.